This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Football Social Daily, Premier League podcast. O'Neill out, Iriola in. A change of manager at Bournemouth this summer, and it's fair to say it's a change that surprised many in the Premier League. After securing survival last season when nobody thought they would, will there be a different direction at the Cherries next term? Just why is O'Neill gone, and just who is the new man Andoni Iriola? This is Football Social Daily, a Premier League podcast from the Sports Social team. And joining me today to answer some of those questions is Sam from Back of the Net, an award-nominated AFC Bournemouth podcast. Sam, how are you doing, mate? Very well, Niall. Very well. Are you just as much as me trying to get your head around over what's happened in the last seven days or so? Because I've got no idea. I can't imagine how it must feel to be a Bournemouth fan. Yeah, I think a lot of Bournemouth fans were gobsmacked, really. It was the, the last story that we expected to emanate from the club because we felt that he'd probably earned the right to manage next season whilst the football at times wasn't particularly great last season we thought that was what was going to happen alas uh, proved not to be the case so yeah took many of us by surprise but for once we're we're quite pleased that the board at AC Bournemouth have taken some real decisive action so yeah we're excited now and new it's breathed uh, some new life into our hopes and uh, maybe some optimism for next season. Before we get on to the new guy, Iriola, I wanted to ask about Gary O'Neill because the circumstances in which he took over the club from Scott Parker were quite interesting. Scott Parker obviously was off the back of that 9-0 defeat to Liverpool and then said some pretty questionable things about the club in his post-match press conference. And it's fair to say he didn't last long in the job after that. And so there was a breakdown in communication between Parker and the board and they replaced him with O'Neill who got the job on a permanent basis. Is this a similar situation with Gary O'Neill from what you know? Maybe there's been a breakdown in relationship with the, the board? No, I don't I don't particularly think there has been. I just think it's a case that the board has got a vision and they've almost used Gary O'Neill as a stopgap. Not that they would have said that at the time, but effectively that's that's what he was. He came in, like you say, after our 9-0 loss against Liverpool, after Scott Parker, where the squad was mentally on the floor. He went on a really good unbeaten run before the World Cup. It did unravel after the World Cup. That was when he was given the permanent job. But he fulfilled the remit. 
And I think some credit should go to him for that. He's a he's a manager that's very quiet, comes with no razzmatazz. And I think he's one that sort of openly communicates with the board. So there are certainly no issues there. But I think as far as uh, the ownership of the Cherries, I think they're looking to go in a particular direction. And when the new manager, the new head coach that we've got now, it looked like his contract was coming to an end at Vallecano. They, they just struck while the iron's hot. Yeah, he's someone who's highly thought of, isn't he, Raiola? Uh, particularly in La Liga, as you say, he was managing uh, Rayo Vallecano, who are the, the third or fourth team in Madrid behind Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. So someone who, with a small club, has done particularly well. Do you think that there maybe have been comparisons drawn between the size of Rayo Vallecano and of Bournemouth and maybe the job that he could translate to Premier League football? Mm, yeah, I think so. I mean, from what I've heard about um, Iriola, what he can do, uh, even given limited resources and limited budget, is incredible. He did really well for them. And his managerial CV, if you actually have a look at it, is actually very, very good itself. And I think Bournemouth, uh, we are a club that has got lots of money in terms of the ownership, but also Premier League money as well. We are still so small. However, compare that to what he probably had to play with in Spain, then um, yeah, this is this is looking like a different proposition and probably an exciting proposition for him as well. We're we're being linked with uh, Justin Cliver for about ten million pounds. That that deal's likely to get over the line very soon, and also there should be some new players coming in as well. And these are players that fit his style of football as well because he plays with a very high press. Uh, quick turnovers. He's influenced by Bielsa. He's dangerous with fast attacks. He recovers possession high. He can work within a budget, like I said, and he also squeezes every last drop out of each player as well. So I think this is just a manager that uh, that fits the vision of the club uh, more than Gary O'Neill did, put it that way. You mentioned all of those attributes there. Is that something that Gary O'Neill's team perhaps didn't do? You ground out the results you needed to get. You picked up form and you needed to pick up form to stay in the Premier League. And as I mentioned earlier, pretty much everyone thought Bournemouth were going to get relegated and the club did that great social media video kind of sticking it to everyone who said that the Cherries were going to go down when they did eventually stay up. But that being said, you did what you needed to do to stay up. Do you think that that is all of the things that you've described when it comes to Iriola's style of play? the main reason for the change? Yeah, I think so. I think Cherry's actually stumbled over the line really now. I think a lot of pundits and especially those in the mainstream media will look at Bournemouth and look at the stadium size and just instantly think, well, they're punching above their weight. To some extent we are, but we spent a lot of money in January and that really helped to get the team over the line. But we did stumble over the line. We didn't really click. We had a really good April, but when I look at the fixtures again now, we, we played a Fulham side, we beat them, a Fulham side without Mitrovic, a terrible Leicester, Spurs in crisis, a really bad Southampton, and also a team bereft of confidence in Leeds as well. So I don't think it was perhaps a miracle that Gary O'Neill kept us up. But the problem that Bournemouth fans were having really is the fact that we didn't really know what we were. We didn't have any identity. Sometimes we were three at the back, sometimes four at back. Sometimes we were changing formations within the matches itself. And for the recruitment team, if you're trying to hire over the summer, that doesn't make it easy when you don't know what you are. And I think with Iriola, he's got a a style that is... Um, is something the recruitment team will be able to plug into easily by, you know, like fitting the pieces of the jigsaw. So I think with that in mind, it will probably make everyone's job a little bit easier, really. 
It's actually Iriolo's birthday today. He's just turned 41. So in coaching terms, pretty young, much like Gary O'Neill was a young manager as well. But do you think that that's a sign also of what Bournemouth are looking to achieve? Young coaches at the moment are very much in vogue, but someone who can grow with the club over time. Yeah, I think so. He's only on a two-year contract as it is. I'm sure there's an extension option in that for sure. But yeah, we're. Uh, I think we're looking for someone to to help be part of the project that we've got at Bournemouth. So just to fill it in for people that may not know about what's happening at the moment, we're building a brand new training complex, which is going to rival the size of Southampton's, which is, you know, just down the road, which of course over the years has been famous for its products. Um, however, yeah, that would be great. Once we have that finished, it's going to be a couple of years. And then when the time that happens, the training complex that's right next to the current stadium can be ripped up and then we can talk about a brand new stadium as well. So there's a project and the ownership of the club under Bill Foley, it's, you know, they're they're putting their neck on the line with some of their things that they're saying. He said at the start of the season, well, in January when he took over we won't get relegated, which I think a lot of Bournemouth fans thought, oh my goodness, that's a naive thing to say. But, you know, it came to pass. Uh, Also, he's been talking about the progression season on season. He's looking for something like 12th or 11th next season and maybe a top 10 a couple of seasons after that. Even mentioned the E word in Europe for about four seasons down the line. (laughs) I think many Bournemouth fans are probably thinking that's a stretch too far, but it shows ambition there. And there's a project and we need a manager that can be part of that. And I think, and it seems like Iriola could be that man. I do think that's an interesting discussion to have in general about Bournemouth's ownership because of course it was previously Maxim Demin and then the training ground I think the the club bought the land for that golf course to build the training ground on a fair few years back they've just not really been able to get the wheels in motion to get it going do you think that the change of ownership was exactly what was needed at the club just to kind of push things forward a little bit and and take you to a different level? Yeah, I think that Max Demin, the previous owner, he had a ceiling with with his finances and it felt to me like he was always looking for an exit. He wasn't a bad owner. He was a, he was a superb owner and he he left us in the best possible hands really. But I just think the new ownership also it's kind of split you know Bill Foley in the Las Vegas the Golden Knights is the 51% share. And then there's Michael B. Jordan, 49%, that can hopefully <laughs> raise the profile of the club as well, get more overseas supporters and get more money uh, you know, coming into the club. So yeah, I think they can help us take it to the next level. So really for a small club like Bournemouth, and we acknowledge that we are small, it's actually, it's actually really exciting. And good news is Las Vegas Golden Knights have just won the Stanley Cup ice hockey as well, which is the biggest prize you can win. So I guess that's a, a good sign for the future. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Obviously, you mentioned that there was a lot of money spent in January. Do you perceive there to be similar sums spent this summer? Are there any problem areas that you're looking to address as supporters maybe for the team for next season? Yeah, I think with the departure of our midfield maestro, the tough tackling Jefferson Lerma, who went to Crystal Palace, I think we're, we are definitely in need of someone to fill his boots. I think also at the back, we we probably need a little bit of strengthening. Whilst we have got Marcus Sinesi and Ilya Zabani, uh, we're not sure what's going to happen with Chris Meppham. And um, whilst on the surface, it looks like we have got some good options there. I think we probably need one more in, but also up front as well. Dominic Solanke, whilst he contributed to a number of uh, goal movements last season in terms of his scoring, but also his assists, I think his numbers need to be better. So he probably needs a little bit more help. His understudy, Kiefer Moore, actually played uh, only a fraction of the games that he did. And his stats aren't, aren't dissimilar in terms of goals. So I think we need someone to, you know, that's capable of scoring, uh, you know, double figures per season. I think that financial fair play is going to be something that we're going to have to keep in mind. So we're not going to be trigger happy with regards to who we can bring in. But I think I think there will be three or four big names and good signings, hopefully. We have we have uh, previously gone for the sort of free transfers or loan players or or low value players that we can develop. But this season, I've, I've got a feeling there could be a few star names coming in. That would be really interesting to see exactly who those star names are. And after a 15th place finish last season, you said about the ambition of the ownership. What about the supporters? Are they expecting something similar? Do they want a top 10 finish? For example, Brighton spent a couple of seasons trying to establish themselves as a Premier League team. Only two seasons ago, they finished in the top 10 of the top flight for the first time ever. And now they're playing European football, something which you've already said your owners have alluded to. So are you expecting maybe a slightly loftier finish than last year? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, over the summer, we, we need to attract players and, you know, the head coach is a huge factor. So I think that Iriola is hopefully going to attract the players that we need to improve next season. I think last season, we when we had our starting 11, if they were all fit and well, I think we had a good side that could compete with most teams in the Premier League, of course, maybe except for your Man Cities and your Arsenals, etc. But I think that it's so it's so strange because uh, you know I'm a I'm a born with fan of an older generation and I still can't can't quite shake off the fact that we uh we have been in League Two and League One for most of our lifetimes and even in the Championship we only spent two of it uh, two seasons in that before we got into the Premier League and then two seasons again before we got promoted again so sometimes I I sort of pinch myself and I think to myself well fifteenth you know that's not bad however. When, when you look at what they're trying to do, I think that, yeah, we do need to see a slow progression. I don't think Bournemouth fans are going to be throwing their toys out the pram if we don't finish 12th or higher next season. I think, you know, we would take any finish that isn't, uh, you know, below 17th. But I think we've got slow and steady expectations. But I think most of us just want to see progression off the pitch. 
and maintaining Premier League football because we do want to shake off that image of being small little Bournemouth and actually get more than ten and a half thousand people every week, which would be uh, you know nice for the footballing world to see that we have actually got more supporters than that. Yeah, it's been amazing to see what's what's happening with with Bournemouth. Just finally, then I'm sure you'll be keeping the supporters up to date with your thoughts and opinions with the other guys on back of the net. So are you expecting to be discussing some more arrivals over the next few weeks on the podcast? Yeah, I expect so. Uh, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a fair bit of conjecture, I'm sure. And uh, I can't wait to see the pre-season friendlies now. Pre-season friendlies are usually something I don't really care about. But now <laughs> I'm really excited to see our style of football. And I'm, I'm sure that we'll have a, a few new players gracing the pitch as well. Hopefully no losses. I know that there's been rumours of Phil Billing being tempted uh, to go elsewhere, but hopefully the new manager uh, might be able to sway him to stay. So all will be revealed. But yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some more chats about some incoming signings. Who knows? Maybe a little trip to Madrid as well might have been uh, worked up in the contract to sign Iriola. That would be quite nice, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? A little away day to uh, to Spain. Uh, Sam, thanks for giving up some time to talk to us today on Football Social Daily. You can find Sam on Back of the Net, which is the best Bournemouth podcast around. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It is part of the Sports Social Network. Sam, great to speak to you, mate. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Don't forget, if you hit subscribe on this podcast as well, we'll keep you up to date right throughout the summer of all the big transfer news from the Premier League. But for myself, that is it. Catch you next time on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.